Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're Measuring Flicks Hello everyone, welcome to Measuring Flicks, the film appreciation podcast that plays favorites I'm Carl Hartley. And I'm Max Peterson. I'm fucking the best voiceover person ever. Is this, would you call this voice masculine friendly? I would call that very masculine friendly. I think so as well. I totally recorded that. Let's (laughs) go. In a a miniskirt. Dude, I... I hope you did. I hope you I did. I did, and he. Uh, I know. I know. He his, had his. There his, were children around. Yeah, him. yeah. And I'm like, ah, well, I can't tuck my sack back if you got your. Not today. Your children here. Would you ask them to step into the hall for a moment? <laughs> exactly. I have some ideas about how we could do this. And listener, I have some ideas about how fabulous it is to be talking to you again. Um, every time we do an episode, we're always like, "Here's why we suck." We're gonna just skip that this no, time. No, because we Get, don't suck. We don't suck, bro. We're no. just. <laughs> Living life like people live life these days. No, like, what, the, what I think I decided that what happened is the podcast was like, start in January? No, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. This show starts in March. Absolutely. So then um, it just engineered. I can't get out of the Ford F-150 voice. <laughs> Stay there. Oh, <laughs> Do the episode and be like, Charles Chaplin was really fabulous in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the predecessor to Saw. You'll notice that when he's yanking that lever, that, that powertrain just starts sparking. A problem you won't encounter, won't encounter with encounter the Ford, Ford F-150. F-150. <laughs> Carl did some super cool ad work recently, yeah, which is it was why cool. we're kind of like fell into it. It was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, and uh, with one of our favorite people too. Yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to talk about anything, so uh, we'll say no for now. But I'm sure you'd be fine. Ye- it was his Jeff Tiberius Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. He was hanging out with the Tibes. Yep. Traumatizing Jeff's kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's funny. Yes, but we we are back. Let's really quick do a little bit of housekeeping. We won't do the hand wringing that we normally do. Life's fucking hard, and it's yeah, been it fucking hard, and it it was really hard for two months and we're honestly it kind of still is but this show is one of the things that has helped with a lot of hard times previously yep and the movie it's we're talking about therapy <laughs> in a way yeah, yeah we end up being thank like thank you for being here listening to our personal therapy sessions i know and the, you guys are such great listeners in that you just listen literally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no i love the episodes where we're like today we're talking about a comedy did this make you feel like <laughs> right. about the impending death right. of all of us? <laughs> I know Happy Gilmore is supposed to be a senseless just, but I feel like and that funeral scene, yeah. man, that fucking the bit where where Stubbs dies trying, with the alligator, bro. I just fucking can't, you know. And yep. you're like, every, if we're crying during comedies, making everything an allegory. For, that's yeah. It's like, not you, listener. It's us, and it's also not the film no. <laughs> because Happy Gilmore doesn't deserve tears. <clears throat> all right, quick housekeeping. Guys, a whole shitload of shit has happened in the, surprise, two months have passed and some stuff is different. I say a whole basket of shit. Oh my god, yesterday we were supposed to record an episode, we got here, and then a little something happened instead. A little little elf came by your front door, man. FedEx elf, dude, I went out to meet him. The felf. The felf, if you will. (laughs) Mitch the felf. Mitch the felf. God damn it. But uh, I picked it. I, so I take this box from him. I bring it in here. I set it down on the old table here, and uh, yeah. we cut it open. And I pulled out a twenty eight hundred dollar iMac, brand fucking new, topped out, fresh off the line, dude. Baby. It's one of the new M one chips. It has Final Cut Pro preloaded on it mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. I opened that sucker up. It is the Final Cut Pro that I remember from when I was about twenty three, twenty four, cutting movies. They have streamlined a 
ton of stuff, and they have massively upgraded the, yeah. the power of that program. This thing can flawlessly, seamlessly, without a hitch or hiccup, edit 8K video. That's nuts, dude. Yes, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> On top of that, and this is more for you podcast listeners, also came preloaded with the brand new topped out preloaded with vsts and drivers logic pro the brand new logic pro unbelievably yeah, powerful audio pro- it's your, like one of the coolest dolls i've ever your seen your ears are gonna get like <laughs> spoiled yeah well listener. there's the microphones can only will only capture what they've captured but right. now my ability to process it in the back end and tweak stuff is tremendously expanded so listener if you've been following the podcast for a long time you've heard carl and i talk about film projects we wanted to do you've heard some stuff from suede rainbow half of you are way into it and half of you are like i wish they wouldn't do all that feedback at the end of the episode (laughs) but we've got we've got music we've got radio plays we've got film projects all been on the back burner for years while we slowly built up our patreon funds to help offset the cost of a new computer there's also this little thing that some of you know about some of you don't called marlin a feature-length film that i shot in my early 20s edited and then for you can go read a blog post about why it fell apart it kind of fell apart the biggest issue for me was i had no way to edit video now i have the most powerful way to edit video i've ever had at my fingertips ever yep and it arrived yesterday pretty rad dude um you guys can in the future so housekeeping a what we're working on you guys can start start getting ready to be watching um board game playthroughs Mm -hmm. carl and i have picked three um lcgs that we're going to dig into it's a living card game for those of you at home (laughs) yes for the non-game nerds an lcg it's a living card it's sort of like do you remember the pokemon (laughs) (laughs) pokemon magic the gathering it's less about it's less about trading and more about spending obscene amounts of money to gather massive concepts But there's no chase, you see, because every pack comes pretty loaded with the same Oh, my God. You're going to see Carl and I dressed as our characters. Yep. Doing, oh my, okay, so you've got board game stuff coming. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have a lot of Suede Rainbow stuff coming. You have, we have already got scripts going. Yeah, a sneeze fight going? All right. Will you, go, will you go over there, the rope toy on the ground? Just grab it away from them while they're not paying attention to you. And uh, put it on top of the refrigerator somewhere where there's not, like, food things. Fair. Yeah, because otherwise this will turn into war. I know what the sneeze fight means. It tur- it means... Yeah, they're getting ready. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, L- living room storm, the third. Um, but we've also talked about doing... Because it's not like I'm coming at this with nothing. I used to do this before yeah. I had no computer, so... You're gonna. We're looking at YouTube comedy shorts, mm-hmm. like short little three five, three to five minute, make yourself like piss yourself laughing videos. Yep. And we're talking about while you're on the toilet because they're perfect length for perfect videos. length for a poop. Yep. And it, you, even you know if if you got a lot going on, you, that second wave, yep. the potatoes are coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just watch another one. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's gonna be more than one. There's a shitload of hit stuff play- coming. Hit the playlist. Hit the poop playlist. Yeah, <laughs> the poop playlist. Yeah, that's what we'll we'll make a YouTube. Um, it's the pooping playlist. You run the YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. set up a yeah, playlist yeah, yeah. of our shit, just of our shit for of shitting. Of our shit for shitting. Thank you. Um. If you want to follow along on this, all this stuff that's going on, we're gonna have we'll we'll put links and we'll talk about this more as the podcast progresses. We just got the computer yesterday. We're getting up and running and up on our feet. You can fi- follow us on YouTube. You can follow us on Instagram, which is Measuring Flicks. Um, we have a Facebook page, which Carl mostly moderates, so I have no idea what's it's going on. It's gonna be with that. up and it's it's been sort of like the show in the last right couple of months. in stasis. It's- um, and then the best place, the best place you can follow everything is patreoncom film. Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M. And because 
because these people made this possible, we're we as a show now have the iMac. This has been a we running, have a professional studio. Yeah, upstairs, upstairs in this house. We have been talking about this for five years since napkins. Yeah, since, since we were writing since we were writing first, movies on yeah. napkins, we talked about oh, bro, we do you remember before we yeah. even talked about measuring flicks, we talked about this little short called Domestic Violins. Yep. And I, I sent you my treatment for it via text when I was drunk, when yeah. I was still living at the fucking yeah, the old old and place. And then the same night, I smashed a script out, script out, and brought it to work the next day. Right. And I think that was the day we came up with the podcast. Yep. Because we're like, if we're gonna be doing a movie, we might as well we do might as this. well talk about movies. Yeah. And, well, now five years have passed, and we never did that short because we just didn't have the the processing power. And we uh, may just to, yeah. for full disclosure, we used. All of the Patreon funds that we had saved to offset the costs of the computer, and then Carl and I split the difference. Yeah, that wasn't like fifty bucks from Patreon that we threw at those at this computer. It wasn't. It, you guys didn't contribute a hundred dollars or three hundred dollars. You guys contributed almost nineteen hundred dollars towards yeah. making this a reality. Thank you doesn't even feel like enough. Thank you is the wrong word. I'm just gonna read your fucking names and, and just know that the reason that I'm not thanking each of you individually is because I don't know if I can make it through the list without crying. So, so I'll say it once for all of you. Thank you so much for making this possible for us, Casey Shibe. John Shibe, William Rockwood, Daniele Hartelli, Connor Sweeney, Kelly and Mike Wagner, Brian Jackson, Sarah Hartley, Jeffrey T. Morgan, Kevin Ramirez, Cassandra, Katie Clark, Leslie Ty, Baloney Shoes, there we go, hold on, Kristen Stewart, Micah Maybe, Mariah Rosado, and I never shout you out because you're the co-host, oh, but yeah. Carl is also a patron and has been since Go, so Carl... Yeah. Your money is in that pot, so thank you, sir. My pleasure. Thank you for making this fucking. Oh happen. yeah, I gave you more money than I thought. Yeah, you did. Oh, but you that's, son of a bitch. That's part of your patronage. You, fair, fair, we, fair. You yeah, got debts, buddy. Count. You got debt. It's like an Arkham Horror when you're like met, the debts comes yeah, up debts and you're like, like oh, Roland, you piece of shit. Yeah, you lose all your resources, <laughs> right. and then you can burn a body in an alley. Yeah. Which, by the way, after we're done here, I got um, I'll help you get that thing in the car. Thank you. <laughs> get you to the alley. <laughs> The old body being my old plasma. TV. I know it's funny because yeah. we actually do have to go do like a like we a body dump after this. Body, yeah. But it's just it's just the old technology exactly. that. Well, do you have a big rug? Because your TV is kind of huge. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I TV like what the fuck? I'm like, oh. <laughs> Seriously uh, though, um, patrons, thank you a yeah. lot. Thank you a fucking lot, man. It's beautiful. It's like it's like this pastel like seafoam green. We'll never get through the episode if yeah, I just like beautiful. jack so, off on the computer. All so day. the the next five years of <laughs> Quillen Film Productions measure, measuring flick suede rainbow is all because of uh, your generous uh, contribution and sticking with us through the thick and thin. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you. Thank you for believing in us. Oh my God. Food. All right. Um, Let's really quick do yeah. a couple of um quick recommendations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been months since oh, we talked. Shit, so dude, um. If like ma- okay, so if you haven't revisited Captain Marvel recently, so good. Yeah. I'm reading a great book by Philip K. Dick called The Transmigration of Timothy Archer. Fantastic sci-fi, real break your brain type shit. And then last night, Bird and I finally decided to start dipping a toe into the Marvel one shots on Disney Plus. And uh, Agent Carter, the one shot, amazing. Yeah. Funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. Amazing. Like the one shots are they're, they're just pretty great. Yeah, it's just like a deleted scene from the film. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's you like see one a, where Thor moves in as the roommate to the just random. No, guy we're in working London. our way through it. What is it? It's it's called like the the Thor fan club. The, yeah. the, oh, 
but yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a two-parter like, yeah two or three and then you have one with jeff goldblum where the guy where he plays the yeah yeah, yeah. From it's, Ragnarok. It's, it's called like the 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 group of daryl or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so that's pr- that's been pretty sweet um and also carl just got me into marvel champions the card yeah. game oh my god sorry you, about that <laughs> i know like we just spent all this money and you're like hey here's an expensive hobby and i'm like <laughs> shit you son of a bitch it's great it's a great card game man it's you can it, play it solo. You can play it multiplayer. You can play it multi-handed. Maybe it works the in maybe the way. best solo I've so. played of the fantasy flight of the fantasy flight LCGs. Yep. Yeah, that it's amazing, man. Um, how about you? Get personal recommendations. Personal recommendations, just real quick. What do you uh, Disney Plus just dropped Moon Knight, the first episode. I didn't watch it, but holy is it good? balls, dude! Oh! Uh, the first, probably the best uh, first episode of any of the shows. It's Oscar yeah. Isaac, dude. I, it's and he's fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah, and actually, in most of this, and like ninety percent of this first episode, it's Oscar Isaac. Like you've really kind of never seen him before. Yeah, playing like a very shy, but he's playing Stephen, so he's yeah. like the very shy version of. I almost feel himself. like that's Oscar Isaac most of the time, though. You see him in Dune, right? And that is not the Oscar Isaac from Ex Machina, right. and that is not the ex uh, the 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 guy who plays um like Poe Dameron in Star Poe Wars. Poe Dameron, yeah. or he's in that uh, X Men Days of Future Past movie. Yep. He plays oh, he plays Apocalypse. He plays, plays Apocalypse. Yeah, like he plays Apocalypse. apocalypse. <laughs> But no, he Fucking is Oscar he's, he's one of the biggest Genius. chameleons working right now where he's never the same in anything. He's top tier, dude. Like, unless I don't think I've seen him on a talk show. I don't know what his actual personality or voice sounds like. Yeah. Or Ryan Reynolds is yeah. like Ryan Reynolds in everything, including real life. And that's why you like him. And that's why it's I like, like a Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. So to piggyback on Moon Knight, where we see Oscar Isaac sure. in a performance for best first episode of a Marvel TV show that I've seen yet. Right. Because it's just perfect for Moon Knight. Um, but uh, so on the other side of that, in Ryan Reynolds' camp, I did watch um, uh, almost a Fall Guy, I think it's called. It's on Disney Plus. Okay. It's like a, it's a video game movie where he's a he's a non-player character in a video game that's like a virtual reality thing. Is and it he a becomes sentient. Thing? Yeah. Okay. And he becomes he's like sentient and starts realizing that he's in a video game. Um, there's a whole other bunch, but it's a comedy. It's definitely a comedy comedy. Okay. And it's quite, um, it's like a three and a half stars kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's so fucking enjoyable. And if you just want to like unplug and laugh at Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds and seeing like a whole fucking kit full of like cameos, like, like Channing Tatum acting like a 14 year old kid because that's, he's the avatar of some like Twitch YouTuber. The new like, Kingsman movie yeah. has, uh, has Channing Tatum in it as like a as like a Kentucky whiskey maker. Yeah, it's the secret. Channing agent. Tatum is secretly like really, really talented. Okay, now I tend to fall into the other camp, which yeah. is like I'm glad Channing Tatum is working. Yeah, but I'm like, I, if you watch GI Joe, if you watch this, if you yeah. watch Magic, either Magic Mike, yeah. and you watch Channing Tatum, you're like, you're almost, almost acting. Yeah. You're almost it's like you know, he's like the John Cena. Did, of perfect yeah perfect like you watch the marine and you're, you're like, like okay i enjoy okay. this but i n- understand intrinsically that it's not a good thing that i'm seeing <laughs> right but i am Channing meant, is that yes. yeah we're like yeah. oh you're doing a different thing i don't mean any real disrespect at all yeah. i'm just saying as a film appreciation podcast that's watched that's out how i feel about like matt damon in general too sometimes yeah sometimes. yeah yeah i think Unless he's great watching the martian the Martian's amazing, and I think he's good in the Bourne movies too. Oh yeah, honestly, like yeah, yeah. by the, we're not talking about those films. No, no, no. <laughs> but so the, those would be my recommendations. And the Adam Project, same director, 
is another Ryan Reynolds vehicle, and that's on Netflix, I think. But uh, that one you can go ahead and give a pass. It's like right. There is no real story that we. It's a time travel thing, but it doesn't really express time travel. Very, they they spend more time like spewing. We can't possibly do that because the paradox of the thing, the thingy, 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 blah blah blah, science jargon. And what they should have done is the thing. they should have said timey wimey more often. Timey wimey, wibbly wobbly, mm-hmm, then just go mm-hmm, have the adventure. Mm-hmm. Right. That's but what it we're had here like a for. bunch of the Marvel darlings in it, so it's like one of those. Hey, we're all here. Let's make a fucking movie because it's got Gamora in it. Fucking. <laughs> Um, the Hulk is in it. Mm. Deadpool's in it. Right, right. Like, fuck, but that was horrible. So same director, same, <laughs> same like team. But that was horrible. They like shat, they shat him out at the same time. But I really like the Fall Guy. Um, not so much the Adam Project. Definitely okay. go check out the first episode of Moon Knight. There you go. Absolutely. And if you're more into the reading of comics than watching of comics, Moon Knight uh, Marvel Max did a Moon Knight series a while ago that is fucking violent and it is so good. Oh yeah, buckle up, Buttercup, because Moon Knight is more in the Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones. Those all side. did go to Disney Plus now, yeah. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, so I need to retcon everything that I spewed a, fu- a couple episodes ago, but they kept it so fucking like close to the chest that it was happening. That that deal happened. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone was thinking like Disney just gave the middle finger to Netflix and was like, Fuck "Those you, shows you can't were like use my... going away." Yeah. But and now then... they're all out of like a Disney Plus now, which makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we are not talking about Marvel films today. Today, we are talking about 19, I believe it's 36, 1936's Modern Times. Section 5, heater up, ball one. Oh, the memories. You know what's section five, more speed, four seven. You know what's great about playing you know what's great about playing a trailer for a silent film on a podcast what? is that there is nothing but the the score that they're gonna hear. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was thinking this morning, I was like, playing the trailer for this one's gonna be kinda weird because yeah. it's a silent film, but honestly it's kind of like it's You'll you'll notice just listening to the trailer there, well, I mean watching, I was mostly listening, but um just listening to the trailer, they catch the most important part of that film. Section 31, more speed. Yep. More speed. Section 31, more speed. More speed. That is kind of this movie. That the whole movie is yeah. hinges on that. So written and directed by Charles Chaplin. I, that's what he's credited yep, as. So absolutely. Written and directed by Charles Chaplin, starring Charlie Chaplin, Paulette Goddard, Henry Bergman, Tina Sanford, Hank Mann, Chester Conklin, Sammy Stein, Richard Alexander, Al Ernest Garcia, Stanley Blystone. There's a bajillion people yes. in this movie. Um. 
were you shaken to your core by fucking how relevant this 1936 film was to that, 2022 that is one way of putting it Unbelievable. yeah it was from uh an early on too and it just gets worse and worse well better and better and more and more like holy fuck this right. is a prescient fucking movie the last movie we're talking about this month has been called it's not this one there's another film we're gonna watch we're gonna watch the general um buster keaton and talk about that on our next episode but um that one is called uh, one of the five greatest films ever made, which I completely disagree with. It's mm-hmm. a good film. This, yeah. I would put Modern Times in one of the best films ever made. Absolutely. It's unbelievably good. And it's also the last silent film. It's a weird hybrid, too, because they're, they're adding more uh, vocal elements than previously. This was a, oh, it's so cool. So cool how they, like, because they're, they're, it kind of threw me off when Some there's people like, talk. people are speaking. But it's like the guy on the television screen that's ordering the, you know, to speed up and all of that. Right. So it's a pre-recorded bit that's inserted, inserted. into the film in cool ways. Like yeah. there's like the giant talking screen where he can see you. It's they're bizarrely like like they figured out Zoom in 1936. Mm-hmm. Well, this is like you, know? you can see Terry Gilliam. At, oh, my God. Like, this is Terry Gilliam. Brazil, was just a thousand this. percent. Just like he must have watched this film and others like it. Yeah. To just imprint this, on his DNA. This is the like accountancy firm, exactly. Where like rolls of paper and paperwork yep. flying all over. It's this the Chaplin film we're talking about today is that, but just gears and oil. Exactly. <laughs> um, and what a I thought. Okay, so f- right from the opening frame, all the way through. We sh- let's talk really quickly mm-hmm. about the the one of the technical aspects of this film that I think is so amazing. This is one of the last films that was um, hand cranked. Rather than shot at like a, a steady mechanized twenty four right. frames per second, and Chaplin made that decision intentionally. He made a lot. There's a lot of choices that went into this film that are Chaplin resisting the end of the silent era, going in resisting going into the modern era of filmmaking. Yeah, literally the modern times of filmmaking. The, it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. And, and just broadly, like some of the things you can look at this movie and just take away from it right away are. A man who everybody seems to think is insane, who's been driven insane by this new completely unnatural and punishing new, um, like, uh, uh, assembly line, assembly line, yeah. yeah, like this new mechanized clockwork world. And everyone seems so surprised. Like, so there's that. There's like this really brutally punishing mechanized clockwork machine world. And this dude who lives who lives in the middle of it gets ground up and broken by it. Mm-hmm. And he gets sent to an insane asylum. And when he gets back out, we see him. We see that he's learned something in maybe because he doesn't immediately reengage with. Although he can't because there's all these labor shortages. Yeah. But he doesn't immediately reengage with that world. He ends up. Teaming up with a gammon. Gammon, by the way, is a word. G-A-M-I-N is a word that means just a street urchin. Street person? Yeah, a, yeah. It's literally street urchin. Urchin. Okay. <laughs> a street wow, urchin wow. is the like dictionary definition of a gammon. Um, and, and that's what she's named in the in the credits the, the and gammon, in the film. Yeah. yeah, the gammon. And he's just uh, a chaplain. Is he the tramp? This is the last the tramp, tramp movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so you can see, and he's spl- all the bits where they splice in like people talking. That's film and audio recorded separately and, and sunk up. Um, there are other talkies happening at this time. Mm-hmm. And Chaplin, he sticks with all of the old the old standards. We have dialogue cards pop up. Yep. Boing. 
um, we see, you know, he, it's hand cranked. So one of the cool things about hand hand cranking your cameras is you can overclock your footage. So when we see the scenes of all the workers scurrying around, they're they, just like they spin it a little awesome. a little bit faster, and you see the workers kind of like. It's awesome. Yeah, right. You can do cool stuff the old way. And Chaplin, you can kind of almost see why he resists it because by this point in his career, Chaplin, as a filmmaker, and remember, he's not just starring in these. He's writing these. He's directing these. He's often scoring these. If you've seen Chaplin with Robert Downey Jr., you can see a beautiful, a beautiful portrayal. Of, it's a great yeah. portrayal. Of it's what, been some time since I've seen it, but I remember it had an impact on me. It's at a very young age when I saw it the first time. Appropriate because okay, so it's been many months, so you might have all forgotten why we're doing these films, but. Um, these were four of my grandma Linda's favorite films. She recently passed in December. Mm. So as a way to like, as a way to sort of honor her, she used to listen to the show. She's a big yeah. film fan. And she was, I was like, you, you curse too. You much guys and you're swearing. <laughs> Sorry, grandma. Especially that Carl. There's Jesus an ex- Christ. No, dude, it's me, man. Oh she yeah. Was she like, didn't fuck she about like, me. You're like, such a potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like there's, an, I got the explicit tag on there. The explicit what? I'm like, don't worry about it, grandma. Sorry about the profanity. <laughs> But uh, she was the one who first showed me Chaplin yeah. with Robert Downey Jr. and then bought me my first collection of like 21 Chaplin films. That's awesome. Yeah, man. She she really loved loved this guy. And talking to her about him and why she kept coming back to his movies over and over again mm-hmm. kind of guided how I took my notes for this one. So right at the top of this movie, the first thing that we open on is a clock. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. The Taskmaster. We just we just opened the where time is our it's the new master of our age, man. Um, So I I, I wrote down the clock is our most brutal taskmaster. Modern times, a story of industry, of individual enterprise, of humanity crusading in the pursuit of happiness. Um, And then what what we cut to we cut to a herd of sheep running down a tube. Dude, a herd of sheep run, running frantically down a chute. He's not not, not at all heavy-handed about the cross-cut to... Not a cross, it's a fade into to pe- people coming up out of the tube. I, well, okay, are you being sarcastic? Because I honestly thought it was really masterfully handled. Do you oh, think it was very a bit heavy? Head- oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but 36. But it works. 36. Yeah. You know, like, nowadays we see this and we're like... Uh, that was done in modern times. Well, we're talking about modern times. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to see this movie as incendiary. It's difficult to see this movie as highly controversial or career-destroying. It is all of those things. Mm -hmm. After this film, Charlie Chaplin gets investigated by the House of American Activities. blacklisted, seriously. And they blacklisted him on a trip while he was on a trip to Europe, so he couldn't reenter the United States. So when we're talking about, like... He has this quaint shot of all these sheep, and then it turns into, like, workers coming out of the no, subway. No, he's making a point. The U.S. government looked at that those shots, and they were like, this guy's a fucking communist. Yep. We're going to, if he comes back into the States, we're going to imprison him as a communist. Yep. And he is blacklisted, and that, Charlie Chaplin didn't reenter the United States until, like, his old age. It's insanity, man. So, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I... When we're talking when we're talking about Marvel movies, yeah, man, the, like, herd of sheep turning into American but workers. But here, point. no, it's it's... And there's also the the insidious layer to that metaphor. Those mm-hmm. sheep are pouring down a chute for slaughter, slaughter or shearing, yeah. one or one or the other. Where the sheep are going to go somewhere, where either their only thing of value is going to be stolen from them, mm-hmm. which we saw a clock. What is our most valuable thing as human beings? It's time. 
It's time. Anytime anybody talks about like, well, you know, I went and worked, I went and worked for eight hours, man, and I made 800 bucks. And I'm like, and when you spend that 800 bucks, it will be gone. And you will. So is that time you spend. Yeah. And you'll have a thing that will break eventually, and you'll never get those eight hours of life back ever. You could have met a person in that time. Mm -hmm. You could have gone and looked at something beautiful. You could have fucked like three people. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, like, when you're when people talk about time, they're three always people in eight hours, man. That's whew. you can you can see how I think he comments on it in a way yeah. where he you can see how people because it's so frightening to just look at the hours of your life. Like you and I are sitting here, Carl, and we're talking. And as we talk, our lives are shortening. Listen. Yeah. Linda. So for the last, I don't know, since I turned 40, maybe a little bit before, I'm like so very aware of how short our days are. I know. It's something and I it's, really appreciate about you, and I know it can get heavy, but it I gets like heavy this a lot. That's why I'm on fucking medication, sir. Sure. Because yeah. I do, I go, I get dark a lot on it, especially if it's a day where I've gotten up early at 5 a.m. I've, I've read for two hours. I wrote a bit on my yep. long walk, and I've done all the things, and I blink, and it's 9.30 at night, and I look at Danielle, and I say, how the fuck is it 9.30 at night? Happ- yeah. For two years, this has been happening. Right? Mm-hmm. So, it's, and it's, it, it's, it's wild. It, it's, you can't unsee it. No, man. Sorry, your mic is just it's listing over to the left. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't unsee it. You yeah. can't unsee it now. It's, it's in my head now. I hear the ticking of the clock. That's why I don't wear a watch. I got a I got an Apple Watch so I can track my standy uppy city downy time because I need to get in shape. Yeah, man. But like, I'm constantly like, I'm aware of it. That I took the tick clock of out the of clock, my office. Man. Yeah. I took the analog clock out of my office because I'm like, I I will try and meditate in there or I'll be writing yeah. and I'll like stop writing for a second and I'll hear. That's and then a, you're like, that's, going that's by, four man. seconds I wasn't writing yep. and it's it's so stressful. But like, you become obsessed with that clock too when you shouldn't be. I just wrote, I, I'm not sure I'm allowed to talk about any of the specifics. Sure. But I... Broad strokes. Cool thing. Broad strokes. Cool thing. I was just recently commissioned it to... It want to like... It does. It kind of lists over to the left. I think it's because it's... See, it's like a little oh, loose yeah, here. Yeah. So just screw that, the bottom one. Yeah, twist it hard. There you go. You're good. That's, good. That's perfect. Right, cool. But like, I was also just slowly... It was like slowly falling. <laughs> I was like, you're like, yeah, and I had a lot of... And I become really... But um, I was recently commissioned to write a script for a film, mm-hmm. um, a short film. I believe the script I ended up turning in was 10 pages or something like that, 10, sure. maybe 10 to 15. And the whole the whole thing that I wrote for the film production company, which I shall not name for the film mm-hmm. by the director, I shall not name yet. I, as soon as I can divulge details, I will tell everybody everything. Um, but the whole thing was sort of a meditation on time. And especially time viewed through the lens of commerce. And then, of course, there's a big joke at the end. It turns, it's a comedy thing. But, like, I was given a lot of leeway to write however I wanted. Cool. And eight pages out of ten-ish are a fairly serious meditation on um, the passage of time, the value of human life, and the commodification of that time and that human wow. value. So I've gotten a chance to think about this really deeply in between watching this film and now. And... This most screwed up thing and the most beautiful thing about this to me is Chaplin gives you all the pieces in three shots. Yeah. Clock, time. This is the element of our lives. Whatever anyone tells you. That is it. That is it. That is all. Because you have, let's say we all live 60 years, right? If each one of those is a second, you got a minute on earth. 
and it doesn't no one does not matter at all what you buy or build or grow or whatever in that 60 60 years 60 seconds Mm -hmm. in that one passage of the clock that one go around that we all get no one when you hit midnight again did not matter that we just got a three thousand dollar computer. Right. It did not matter that your shirt is fucking awesome and I wish that I had it. Like, oh yeah, that's a good one. I'm wearing a good one today. You always come correct, but <laughs> but he so he gives us time and he's like, this is the medium of our lives, and then you see sheep just pouring into a place yeah. all in one direction mindlessly to be robbed or killed, and then you see human beings doing the same thing coming out of the subway to go to their daily. We're grind. not even two minutes into the movie. And he's pretty much stated his thesis. 100%. He's Not like, pretty much. He has stated he has the stated thesis of the thesis, film. He has stated his thesis, dude. <laughs> like, oh my God. And then, so you cut to American workers boiling up out of that same kind of shoot. And when we, they all go to the factory, the whistles are blowing, it's time to clock in, it's time to spend this next eight hours of your life doing a meaningless task. You know, when people talk about going postal, yep. where postal workers were spending so because much time- All doing the same repetitive task. The, th- the thing that everybody says it's the same thing, all the studies say it's the same thing, it's, this, it's like the sorting. When you have to manually sort mail, you just like look at number, put in box, look at number, put in box, and you do that for so long that it breaks the human part of your mind and then you just- You become- Machine. Yeah, breaks you. Yeah, yeah. Trying to turn a person into a machine breaks the person every time. No amount of, m- how much money? Okay, how much money it's would you? It's not worth it. Exactly. No. It's like it's literally asking like, so you got one shot at living. How much can I pay you to make you waste that life to make me rich? Wow, that, that's his whole state of like, bro. That yeah. is the f- that's the fundamental platform yep. of capitalism, and yep. I'm not saying like, and we should all be communist. I don't fucking know. I'm a I'm talking into a microphone about a movie that's a, almost a hundred years old. Exactly. I'm not an <laughs> expert, but what I can do is look at that system and go, that's huh. pretty fucked. Yeah. You got one. You got one life. Here's a uh, forty grand a year to do nothing important with it, except for increase my wealth and make yourself miserable. And people do that all the time. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Charles Chaplin made a film about it. Yep, sure did. <laughs> it's called Modern Times. Yeah, dude. I'll say. So we should we. Go- What's wild about this movie and the title itself, Modern Times? This is the 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 title is always relevant, and his thesis and what we see in this movie is always relevant. Yeah, it's genius. Modern Times is modern then, and it's modern now. This movie, it'll be modern times a hundred years from I now. I hope I it isn't. Fuck. Well, I I do too, but well, we I kind of talking guarantee, about that. I kind of guarantee that it will be. It just yep. might have a slightly different haircut, but it's gonna be the same. Yep. Fucking. I mean, I, I I'm trying to not be that to get into that cynic. I mean, honestly, I know we're, we don't do evergreen shows. We always talk about what's happening now. Yeah. It's kind of hard to be like. I wonder what a hundred years from now will be like when literally I could wake up and it'd be like. God be with us all. They've fired the nuclear weapon. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, dude, it really feels like a precipice. But but I, I think that the fact that this title is still relevant today is a condemnation of the world. Oh, absolutely. By the past. Well, this this movie came out. It was just post, post-depression. post We haven't gotten into We're between World, world War One and World War Two. Yes. I believe World War II is. Because we have, we have World War One era port and stuff in barrels. Yeah. They're like from France, like this is the cognac that I have a note about it. But anyway, so like we are, we've come back around on this fucking merry-go-round again. Yeah. I mean, this is, and I never want this show to be a soapbox as far as that kind of stuff is concerned. But like we're we're here again with the Ukraine and a fucking 
Hitler version 2.0. Like, I, I just sent, uh, or I just posted, to, it'll all be gone by the time you hear this. if I said this, the Ukraine, I apologize. It's Ukraine. Ukraine. Ukraine, yeah. Um, but, uh, like, I just posted online some pictures, of, or on uh, Instagram, a couple pictures that I found. Um, I think Nat Geo posted them, their, that account. But it's it's Ukrainian soldiers hugging their wives at a train station to get on a train to go to the front. And if you made it black and white, it'd be World War II. Yep, absolutely. It's indistinguishable. Yeah. It's seeing the pictures. I thought that's what it was. I thought it was colorized photos from World War II until I noticed that like the the one of the wives had modern shoes on, and I was like, "Wait what a minute!" I went and read the caption, and it's like Ukraine shot yesterday. I was like, "This mm-hmm. is nuts!" And it's Europe again. Yep, dude. It's like, like legitimately, 1936. We just are we just we're about, about to, to start this again. Yep. And now when we watch it in 2022, we're about to start that again. It's rough. It's rough. It's, it's a, a really rough go. It's a hard time as to watch funny any and movies, goofy man. This movie, we talked about jokingly about like Happy Gilmore in the front matter, yeah. the forty-five minute front matter, um, almost an hour, by the way. No, that's fucking fantastic. Yeah. I love that conversation. Yeah, yeah, me too. It was great. But we were joking about like watching a comedy like Happy Gilmore and like finding all the like. This movie, I think, is always meant to be a. It's a dark comedy, and he's having For something sure. to say. For sure. But which again makes this brilliant. It's because it is funny, but it's not like, <laughs> oh, Charlie, you almost fell off the thing with your roller skates. It is that like, too, though. It is that too, <laughs> but it's like so fucking smart and ahead of its time in a big, big way, not just technologically, but what what Charlie Chaplin is saying about the state of humanity in 1936. Right. And his, you can see him thinking 50, 100 years in 150 years in the future he gets it right and he gets it absolutely right which is i completely agree with you that is like shame on us for not fucking like you being th- better i know like I, that's what i said or what i was saying earlier where like it's almost the, the fact that the movie still holds up is like a tr- legitimate tragedy yeah it's, it's a, like a i said i called it a condemnation of the future by the past and that's mm-hmm. What it is It really is Where it's like You he, Char, you can see Charlie Chaplin Making this movie And then he's Like You almost see him Hoping That in 2022 People will watch the film And be like oh, And we almost Went down that road Yeah How bad How many lives Could might have been Destroyed if we had Decided that this Was going to be The structure of our country And then in 2022 You you're know what like, I found Similarities with Is is um, Idiocracy Yeah dude yeah We like, mentioned this it earlier the same, In the show as well Yeah This is the same Sort of like don't go there guys this it, is a potential it's a comedy it's very much written as a comedy but um but he is very much stating i can't wait to do that movie by this the is way. where we're headed this is where we are now yeah and this is and he's seeing 50 100, 100 150 years down the road i'm not comparing him to charlie chaplin why can't i think of his name not paul what the fuck is the creator of goddamn uh beavis and butthead uh no i don't know well, he did, wrote and directed Idiocracy, and I can't think of it. Now. One day when we do the show, when we do the Idiocracy episode, which I've been putting off in my head because I'm like, can't, can't, can't. yet. Because if I watch it, I'll like cry. Myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there are a lot of similarities as you know, far as like a movie that's primarily made as a comedy, but also has elements of this is where we are now. This is a possible future. Beware. Yeah, absolutely. Like holy shit, and man. The world that he examines. It's amazing. So like, okay. The first thing we see, I mean, aside from Charlie Chaplin going, here's the, here, here is the medium of your life. Here's what you are. Let me show you. Yeah. Those are your first three shots. It's like, 
you could honestly just do those three shots and end this and right. it would be a powerful statement but then we cut to the president of the manufacturing plant in his office and he's playing with a jigsaw puzzle which i thought was really really interesting because a jigsaw puzzle is a hole that's broken into fragmentary parts that need to be reassembled into the whole exactly like the philosophy behind mass production and assembly lines mm-hmm. that's being explored in the film then picks up a newspaper right so he's like i've this jigsaw puzzle picks up his newspaper the other important thing that i think we're meant to take from this is the president the guy who's making all the money is not doing anything the whole film Mm-mm. He's just big brother on the screen. He does nothing. Yeah. He is the he is the hand that holds the whip that lashes the workers. That is not to be overlooked. He always plays that he he picks up a newspaper and he issues the the Tarzan. There's a Tarzan comic on the back page. Tarzan, man's more primal state in communication with nature. There's not a single fucking thing in this movie that, that is not meaningful. Intent, yeah. This is that's why I keep saying masterpiece. And here's the other thing, going back to our big long conversation about Marvel films, you can have a slapstick laugh out loud riot of a movie. And by the way, this holds up as funny. Oh, it does. Even if you're not like I'm a black and white, watch this movie, you will laugh yourself you'll laugh yourself into the grave it's so fucking funny, dude. His physical comedy is peerless. Yeah. And we just want we were gonna talk about the general and like Buster Keaton is no slouch and that is maybe some of the yeah. best choreography I've ever seen. Well, we seen. even get the the twenty minutes where he is working as a server in that restaurant is some of the be- best comedy I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, like the physical comedy, and we'll get to that because there's a really cool statement that he makes about um in that performance there about the silent era coming to an end. Which just kind of makes you tear up But yeah. I love that Back to the president When he picks up that newspaper And he he immediately like disregards this one comic book Right? Yep. That's childish And also it's a comic book Like we talked about About being in like communication with nature A story of man separated from his modern growing uh, From this like modern world He's but growing powerful and, yeah. He's content He becomes integrated um, He becomes... And and the other thing I noticed noted about Tarzan is one of the subplots of that strip and and the issues, especially the like Jack or the the Joe Kubert stuff is amazing, um, is the horror of encroaching civilization. Like when the civilized, one of the big things about that particular comic is like the enemy is always the modern world. Right. So this this worker this 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 captain of industry is like fuck it. Uh, yeah. I don't want to read that. Let me take well. <clears throat> Um, and then we, he's like, you know, the workers are there and he looks at his numbers and he's like, hmm, this area is lagging. And that's when we get where he calls down number four or yeah. n- number 31, more speed. more speed. And that was just that moment. Even It seems like so throwaway to us, but that's Chaplin incorporating speech into a silent film. Yeah. Well, uh, right, right away. I was like, holy shit, this is a silent movie. And that guy just talked. There's a guy talking, and it blew my mind. Yes, dude. You it's, know? Like, it's, like, it's such like a huge film moment. You're like, that guy just shit. talked. He talked. And we and then no we're, one's here we're in the getting, room watching this with me. We're getting dialogue cards, but that dude's speaking. Yeah. It's so cool to see, man. I just love it. But watching, you know, Chaplin on the we cut to oh, no. Chaplin did, on the did, assembly did, line. He just ring, 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 and the guy before him is ding, boom, ding, ring, ring, ding, boom, ring, ding, boom, ring, and it. It makes you nauseous to watch yes. it because you're like, because watching it, you're like, this is real. Maybe not at this comical speed, which is hilarious. And maybe like, you know, the guy itches his nose and they all fly past him. But that is not that much of an exaggeration about what these people were going through. Another cool thing to remember this is 1936. 
this is a couple of years before any labor laws come mm-hmm. into effect. Child labor laws, very importantly, are not in effect. We're going to talk about this later when a worker dies and his kids get sent to the factory. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, dude. Not cool. Um, So when chaplain, chaplain's twisting bolts, another guy's pounding bolts, and I noti- you, you notice that when one guy falls short, everybody suffers. Everybody suffers, Because yeah. they have to wait for that one dude to, to hit his thing. Um, His meantime... Even though they're already struggling to keep up, the the human element of the assembly line makes clear that they're having difficulty meeting Lakotia. Meanwhile, the boss looks only at his production figures and sees a lag and speeds that assembly line up. Right. It's such a clear depiction of the divorce. Divorce, yes. Between... Yeah, yeah, between yeah. the demand, being there and knowing what's happening, and no- the demand versus the yeah, there's literally a communist march in this movie. Right. So I'll I'll be using the term capitalism a lot. Just remember what I said at the earlier in this podcast, right. where I'm like, I'm not rah rah. Let's all be communists because sure. that sits that system is so fucked. Yeah, it's the ideal guy. It's not. It's not. Shut up. Look at any country that's ever done it. No, you're wrong. Sorry. History has shown that that is not working. Yeah, socialism on paper. I'm right there with you. Reality, please fucking God, no. (laughs) Keep me out of of there, dude. It ain't good. But I'm also saying that capitalism isn't good. Well, you're not providing any answers. Well, I fucking play metal music. Play metal music, board games, and watch movies, man. Yeah, dude. And then we both pour wine for a living. I'm pouring. I'm pointing out problems. I'm trying to. I'm, we're trying to get people elected who are going to do things. But it turns out anybody who wants to be elected is literally just like a like a like a bucket of scum inside a human form. Oh uh, wow, it's been a couple. Uh, yep, been a minute. Hard couple of years, that Carl. Been, has um, been that. Has been a few. Um, but I I love when they the they boss finally calls break and Chaplin walks away and he's twitching. He's still that freaked me the fuck out because it's played for humor, right? Because his chaplain doing a funny thing with his arms. He's walking and he's blinking weird. But he's weird. got like a repetitive stress disorder. Yeah. That, it, that he he's has, going insane. He's developed a tick. He's ticked. And all he can do now, even when he's not working, is doing the motions of that work. He is now a slave to it, not only when he is it, doing the operation. He's become reduced to his, but he's reduced his, to what his, his job functionality. Exactly. He's become the part in the machine. Exactly. He's no longer human. It's a human reduced to a component. Yeah, and we exactly. see we see like all right break time, and then the components all jitter off to their corners to ha, feed. Ha, 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 so fun. I mean, it is funny. It though. is because Chaplin is fucking brilliant. Only Chaplin makes this funny though. There's actually a there's a parallel bit in the. Have you ever seen Wanted, the new one, Angelina Jolie? Not new oh, anymore, the bend the bullets. Yes, I love that movie. So do I. It's fucking great. But there's a beginning. There's a bit in the beginning where um uh uh oh no. James McAvoy yeah. has a wrist brace on and he's talking about it and he goes, I have to wear a wrist brace for a repetitive stress injury. How fucking depressing is that that I do anything so often that I've developed an injury? Yeah. Like That's exactly that. Um so they call break and the mechanical this is dude, the mechanical salesman. It's so exactly what happened that if it wasn't this big doofy machine, you'd be it'd be like ex machina. It's, it's almost scary, you know what no, I mean? No, it is. This this whole scene is horrifying. The The note I have about it is the fact, it's all horrifying, but the fact that the salesman is on a record and not a person, we have two people operating a machine and the person pitching this machine to you isn't even present in the room. It's a recording on a record pitching you this automated thing. And the humans are its hands. Yeah. That's all they are. This yep. is haunting, dude. We, the humans, deliver the future to the machine world, 
and we don't even do the pitch ourselves anymore. Mm-mm. They wheel in they they don't even wheel in the feeding machine. No, they wheel in the salesman. It's two humans push in a record like a big box recording. Yep, and then they open the lid and turn it on and then stand next to their machine slave master essentially. Yep, because then it's like. The way of the future is And then the hands start going like Ah here it is hey, mm-hmm. let, let us show you But the humans say nothing Partly this is a fun way for Chaplin to put More words, more words into in a there, silent which film Which is really cool but, but in the modern era you're like So wait And th- this is another criticism that he it's, has Where all these time saving It's the algorithm selling to us It is Already It's targeted It's um, targeted it's marketing It's targeted marketing Yeah It's, individu- it's personalized ads it's screwy dude yeah. but even even weirder to me or even cooler to me i, I should say is yeah. chaplin keeps pointing out that these time saving devices actually don't improve efficiency at all they make things way harder take longer and rather than us like you know like rather than taking your lunch break you go through and they this, can break down super easy when before that wasn't even in the past you'd have consideration i think there's three people in the room actually but Mm -hmm. in the past it'd be one salesman comes in with a product and talks human to human with you and tries to sell you this thing this new method requires a machine and three people or two two or three people to operate that's not very efficient. No, you actually you now are employing more people and more time. And you had and to fabricate energy. the machine. Someone had to now you have to make it a whole new thing. But you know what? The here, we talk we keep talking about like the joke and then the dark splinter in it. Yeah, humans are cheap. Sure are. There's right. a lot of us, and you can replace us with our kids if we die. Mm-hmm. That's fucking nuts. That this and <laughs> that happens right. in the movie. I know I said it cuz later I'm like and then there's this bit where the guy dies and his kids replace. Yep. <laughs> Super fucked up. But the fucking machine doesn't work that well anyways. No, well, the later on one doesn't. The mechanical salesman it works pretty he, well. The salesman works fine, but the, the thing that he's selling doesn't work. Dude, the the fact that he's selling essentially like a highly complicated feed bag to, yeah. They literally say They're like Do you want to eliminate Those the pesky lunch breaks. lunch breaks Where they the, All of your All of your cogs and sprockets Have to feed the meat That they walk around in Well Don't you worry We can free those hands up To keep on twisting bolts With the new Electronic feedback Essentially is what it is It was like a fucking Saw torture device man D- Okay <laughs> I'm not laughing at saw Although saw is occasionally Pretty hilarious I'm laughing at the feeding machine. I can't stop thinking about it. That the feeding machine tried out on Charlie Chaplin is probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. That like three minutes of the machine feeding, trying to feed him his lunch. You get the soup. It's all of the bits are. Per- it's so <laughs> it's, perfectly it's, like because you get three ofs like uh, the the whole like the rules of comedy like the setup right and the payoff. You come back around like it's all there. And he literally does it on a turntable. He does it on a turntable. He, sh- he turns comedy into like a, me- a mechanized product. A mechanized thing, yeah. And, and, he, and he hits the same joke thrice, but corn, in a slightly man. different way. The, with cor- the corn, like yeah. the corn when it's just like. <laughs> the soup when they just take the whole bowl of soup and just dump it down his pants. My, my favorite like, part is the automatic, uh, like the mouth wiping. Yeah, the machine, little, the the little, 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 little dabber. Yeah. <laughs> especially, especially when it gets to the point where like his face is covered in like soup, soup and corn, everything, and the dabber gravy. comes over. It's just like whoop, 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 yep. just wipes his lips a little bit. Um, 
I believe I'm not I can't remember the number because it has been like five months since yeah, you yeah, and yeah. I watched the film but I remember reading in the trivia that just that sequence took like like seven or eight days to I shoot can or see something that. We, if shit you and me try and do that can't do no. it De- no for definitely not and I'm I would never try because how could you top what, no, what Chaplin exactly. does here um the the physical comedy of the feeding machine is amazing but also you know because it shows you the ridiculous lengths it this movie is ridiculous in 36 because i don't think anyone in that time period thought that it would move that our society would move to a point where it doesn't seem ridiculous and again to the point of we want to do this thing because it's going to be more efficient yeah where now instead of one salesman it's a robot and two salesmen the whole idea here is to eliminate the 15 minute lunch break by incorporating a very expensive machine for every worker for every worker but but that's that disconnect and but al- then and also but your thing doesn't have to stop and then also now there's a new company and that company employs has a, to make mm-hmm. plays a bunch of people to make feeding machines for this other company and, and now, those people making the feeding machines get a feeding machine to make the feeding machines to make the feeding machines think if you take out the take that score out and just make it like mm-hmm. it's horrifying like feedback or like and you see horrifying. it horrifying a group of human beings being fed by feeding machines as they make feeding machines to sell to more humans to make other machines Terry Gilliam must have loved fucking, fucking Charlie right? Chaplin dude who it's a good movie. This is a really good movie. Um, in this time period, it's ridiculous. In 2022, it becomes horrifying the lengths. I wrote down the lengths that technology is used to strip every restful and revivifying moment from our lives. Yep. So there's been this thing. It costs a dollar. Do you remember at the beginning of the pandemic when everyone... There's nothing we could do about it, honestly. Sure. You know, like we all just had the same reaction where it's like, okay, we're all locked inside our houses. What do we fucking do? And there was this big thing which was like, you should teach yourself a language and make sure learn that, to play guitar. Make sure you're meditating like 20 minutes a day, three times a day. Also, you should be doing yoga. Are you getting your home workouts in? Have you taken some time to like improve Reflect yourself as a person? And you're you look at this list of like, okay, all right, whoa, 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 whoa. There's a pandemic going on and we all suddenly have an infinite amount of free time. Essentially, we have yep. no idea. At that point, we had no idea. Like this could be our, we were there were people talking about like 3 month lockdowns. Yep. So you're like, okay, I now have an infinite amount of time and the first response from almost everyone was, how do I fill every second of my day with shit? Mhm. No one was like hang out. Yeah. Why don't you have you got like why don't you why don't you like read a book and then make some food and then go for a walk or maybe nap, maybe walk the dog. Or how about like, I don't tell you what to do. How about we all just like take it easy for a bit. Why yeah. don't we just do do whatever you feel like you want right, to do? You're right though. We all became obsessed. How do we fill 18 hours a day, how 16 f- hours a day? I have nowhere to go and nowhere to be and I can't really talk to anyone. So it's sad, it what it saddened me greatly that the response to that wasn't let me rediscover what to do with right. personal time. Like, dude, I knew so many people who were like, I'm going fucking crazy because I can't work. All these people who were like, oh, I need to I need to go back to work. I'm like, I understand that money is like important and cool yeah. and stuff. But like if if you can't if you can't accept a day off, especially like, I mean, obviously we won't get into like the, the stimulus and all that stuff. Right. But like you are afforded an opportunity here. Many of us, not everybody, but many of us are afforded an opportunity to here here to reconnect 
with an earlier state of being where we weren't constantly inundated with tasks to do. And everyone's not everyone, but many people's response to those early days was let us load. Okay. We've lost all of our government appointed tasks, our jobs, our restaurants, our, our products that we must go and consume with money that we trade our lives for (laughs) products that we must build for us to consume, for us to build, for us to consume the feeding machine. Yes. When you took the corporate structure out of everyone's life, they were immediately like, what other things can I fill my life with? I have to have tasks. And it's like, take a breath. Yeah. Take a breath. Breathe, Breathe though. What? If you didn't have a job, if you didn't have all the shit to buy and like you didn't have a you didn't have to go and like trade your literally the mo- the seconds of your lives for money to pay for all this if you didn't have any of that what would you do with your life and a whole mess of people were like i have no fucking idea and i think it scared the shit out i would go walk until i couldn't find myself and be like man i hope i, I should have brought water i do or sunscreen <laughs> i'm not even <laughs> a knife would be really nice. A book of matches. I'm an idiot. I just walked 12. Oh my God, I'm lost hours in the woods. In one direction, and it's <laughs> night now. That's what I would do. Honestly, it was weird for me to see. I feel like I'm. I was in a good position to like look at how absurd that was because what I ended up doing was just what I always do. Yeah. I've my whole life I've been brutally vicious about keeping my free time free. Yeah. So whenever suddenly they were like, and now you have three extra days of free time, I'm like, I'll just do three extra days of what of I always what I always do. do. Yeah, man. But but I'm pretty poor. <laughs> so just listen. But I'm one of those weird people. There's I've always been I've always been very self-efficient as yeah. far as like just like either just hanging out and like finding things to do that that I enjoy. I got a whole I I was a very much a consumer though. I bought a bunch of board games. Yeah. I got in the board game hobby like real hardcore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was like that's what I enjoyed and wanted to do and felt you just did more of what you what wanted, I would to do. wanted to do with my free time. Yeah. And now I had all of it. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. The things I would normally do, I learned magic because I wanted to. And I, I never had time exactly, to dude, learn how like, to do a fucking one handed cut. And then I did have time yeah, to dude, learn how you, to do that. Yeah, dude, when you nail the first Chevalier, you're yeah. like, I did it. This is great. Yeah, okay. So that's. But that's filling, that's not filling time. That's now I have the time. I, yes, and there's an important distinction there. I, I think the like big, I think that's kind of one thing that Charlie Chaplin is pointing out here yes. is there are things that you can utilize your time. You can either utilize your time. Or you can spend your time. Exactly. I hate that term. And actually, this is one of the things that ended up in the script. I strongly dislike the term spend your time because it immediately commodifies your life. Yep. You have a Spend your time reading. All right. You have a dragon's pile of hours. And how will you spend them out? That's a that's a that is a false equivalency. You can't you shouldn't use that word because you can't buy time. Nope. Yeah, you can't get any more of it. Spending infers that you can earn more. You can't trade time. No. I mean, you kind of can't. You can't. You can't. You can't do anything with time because time is not a commodity. Time is a line on a ruler. Time is a measurement. Time is not a thing that you can spend, trade. There's a great quote that I love. Of all the fortunes in all the world, no amount of money has ever purchased a single second of time. Nope. It never will. It never will because it's not something you can buy. It just is a thing that is. And people have such a fucked relationship with it. It's one of the worst relationships that humans have. I think it's very damaging. Yeah. yeah and yeah. like this movie, this movie is kind of about it. Okay. So after the feeding machine, they crank the, they turn it all back on and he, <laughs> Chaplin gets still cranking bolts. He gets sucked into the rushing 
Russian conveyor. And there and he goes through the gear works. Holy dude, shit. It's like, one of the coolest things I've ever seen yeah, him on go, film. Goes through the gears and, and then, then stop the machine, stop the machine, and then they run the footage backwards. But it, it looks amazing. Dude, how many times have you ever seen them run footage backwards and it convinces you? Zero. Never. This. Superman Returns has worst vi- when he pulls the... The, the boat out of the water Batman is and Robin. clearly fucking, oh, that's horrible, Batman too. Batman and Robin, when fucking, when Robin falls in the water, and then they just reverse the footage to have him jump out of the water, and you're like... Uh, water doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, when he comes out, the water goes to glass. Yeah, like, and he's dry. dry. He comes out dry, <laughs> and the water is still. Hmm. And they play that same clip twice in like a minute. It's so insane. you're like, hmm. it never It never works. It always looks reversed. Have you ever seen... Sorry, I'm not. I j- did just jump track for a second, but have you ever seen the f- this famous? There's a famous Renaissance painting. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a man. It's a big curtain, a giant curtain, and a man looks through the curtain and he sees. And the, he's in the world, and he pulls the curtain aside and he sees the cosmos. Mm. And the cosmos is all these like gears, and it's this. It's the moment when man. It's meant to represent, I believe, the moment that man dis- discovered science. Right. So he pulls back the veil of reality and sees the clockwork of the universe. But, but in this movie, once the tramp has been inside the machine, once he's seen the inner workings of the machine, Chaplin's worker emerges liberated from work, a pseudo trickster god, impish and disinhibited. The ecstasy of revelation has come upon him and he finds himself free. Yeah. It's literally He saw how the universe it's a, worked. It's a vision quest. It's insane, man. He's inside this machine and he's frantically 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 frantically. But once he's sucked into the machine and sees its inner workings and is inside the god these people give their lives and blood to, once he comes out the other side of that, he's completely liberated from its sway over him. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. This is an amazing film moment. So once he comes out of there, even his physical posture changes. It's a, it's a. We talk about like these perform, these grand, grand performances like Daniel Day Lewis and Tom Hardy and, you know who are yeah, who yeah. the grand performances <laughs> are. But it's not as though that hasn't always been a thing because True. watching Chaplin go from hunched shoulders, twink, 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 to this, suddenly all the tension's gone out of his limbs. Watching him. When he his physical posture as he pulls levers, he kicks his heel up to lean on the master lever that blows the generators and there's flames and sparks and he has got this smile of like He's free. He's free. And it's not a jokerish like ah No, no, not even a little. You know, uh, I I'm a man of simple tastes. And the thing about gasoline and bullets is they're cheap. You know, it's not that. It's just like oh my god, everyone. I'll bet you there's something beautiful going on outside. Here, let me just... Let me go out there. I'm pulling levers. I'm destroying the... Ma- He's destroying the machine. Mm-hmm. He's been inside. He comes out, and his mind has broken at the horror of what he's seen. Or he's come to understand that the emperor has no clothes. Exactly. Or the wizard is just a dude behind a curtain. Or the wizard is just a face on a screen upstairs playing with a jigsaw puzzle. Exactly. And he realizes the absurdity as you and I <laughs> yeah, continually like, do in this episode. You could say that he has become woke. Yeah, he, he wokes the fuck up yep. for sure, dude. Um, When he is just one of the... Dude, watching him just pump that lever as like generator after generator goes up in flames is so... so fucking satisfying. They throw him in the loony bin. <laughs> they sure well because he's free now. Can't have that. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. 
He's Okay, mm-hmm. now, okay, Charlie Chaplin is, like, oil canning people in the eyes and stuff. Right, he has gone a little bit... He's being weird. Unhinged. He's being weird, but, like, for the for the jo- for the the joke comedic effect of the film, but you're right. Once this worker is no longer... Once this... I'm sorry. Did you see what I did? Yeah. Once this human is no longer valuable as a worker, there they remove is. him from society. That, dude, it's so baked in. It's so baked in that 2022 Max Brain just... Just reduced him to a worker. To a worker. Yeah. Not a human. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Ah, see, there's uncomfortable moments like yeah, that absolutely. in my own head all the time. But cured of a nervous break. So that we, we, he goes to the loony bin. We kind of fade to black and come back. Cured of a nervous breakdown, but without a job, he leaves the hospital to start life anew. So <laughs> cured of a nervous breakdown, but without a job. Okay. So that's, that's where we're coming back into this. And, this is where he meets the gammon for the first time, right? I was, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, shortly hereafter. But I was kind of wondering really quickly if this film... So you know how, like, Tarantino will jump around in, in linear timeline? Yeah, of course. We, there are a lot of Tramp movies before this one, of course, obviously. Do you think... How, how do you... What do you... I like this read. I like the read of this movie as the origin of the Tramp. Before he was the like homeless Interesting Yeah because he, he is, he's worker. a worker That becomes the tramp Yeah, I dig that because this he, might be his origin story We don't see what happens before the work But we find right. out like We assume we have to assume That he's not homeless because he has a job He Even though it's driving him insane and giving him twitches But he's there yeah. yeah he probably has a job He definitely has a place where he lives In the Buttle Tuttle apartments Yeah <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, Robert De Niro's working on his cable box. <laughs> exactly. You know? But no, like legitimately, he's he's not dressed in rags. He doesn't. He's a lower class worker. But this dude has got a life. He's got a house. Mm-hmm. He's got stuff. He's got an income from this factory. But the tramp does not. I almost and I I'm wondering if Char- Charlie Chaplin meant for it to be so. You he's told the story of the tramp, and then as his final. Has his final statement of the silent film era He's going to show how What's coming Reduced a man to those circumstances I love that read I do too And I don't yeah. know if it's right or not But it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting way to look, way at, the way to look film. at it Absolutely I dig um, that quite a lot actually Yeah so I wrote <laughs> I wrote This is interesting The origin of the tramp is a mind broken by the inhuman pressures of soulless capitalist industrial life that man emerges as impoverished but possibly enlightened. Very familiar. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, hey, take. Hey, oh, yeah. I said, very familiar. Hey, take it easy. Make sure you're doing your yoga. Cut to the world outside is all madness and Dutch Ex- tilts. Yeah. I'll just stay inside. Thank you. It's <laughs> too crazy out here. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, it's so crazy outside that he does things to go back to, like, he wants, jail. He wants to go back to jail. Because there's. It's quieter, there's food. There's shelter. Oh my! There's cocaine. You know what? In jail. In jail. <laughs> you can boof all the drugs you want. In well, prison. he does. He straight up like gets a whole salt shaker full of cocaine. Yeah, yeah. What do they dome. call it? Is like spice powder. Spice, spicy yeah, powder. Yeah, they call it something. I'm yeah. like, that is clearly cocaine. I must my have friends. written. As, I know. He takes a big old bite of it, and then the yep. eyeballs. He's spinning around in circles <laughs> where the guards are escorting him out of the cafeteria. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so well he gets that's when he gets thrown back into prison. Um no no, no I'm that's sorry. Later on, he's yeah. not in jail yet. He went to the loony bin, got out of the loony bin, yep. and then when he's looking he's looking for a job. And he Sorry, uh, no jobs here. 
this uh, this truck, this the horse-drawn carriage comes around the corner, and it's got the flags. That's right. It's he like, a- he ends up accidentally leading a union march or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Well, because a flag falls off like a lumber cart where they're hey, you, you and he, he grabs the flag and he's waving it, walking down the street, and Guys, then guys, you're trying to be a good Samaritan, right? right no like, good deed goes unpunished. Fucking no kidding, right? You dropped your flag. You dropped your flag, and then an entire union march just appears behind him, and he becomes the, <laughs> the like guy at the front a- with the flag. Oh my god. Now, funny, but also, oh, and I, 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 I pointed this out. This is this is actually a strong metaphor for union or for workers' rights too, because he accidentally finds himself leading the march to unionize as the result of an accident. Yes, this flag falls off, and he's trying to rectify an accident, and so leads this march to unionize. One of the biggest historical drivers to unionize were the Safety factory, in the workplace, the yeah. factory deaths and maimings, and then also it's interesting that labor unions and communism have always been so closely associated yeah. because they're that both of those things are all over this movie. Workers' unions, especially in the early portions yes. of the film where we're well, at the factory. Costs the factory money if we have unionized workers. Yeah, what were you guys want to what what work less hours? Well, that's where a lot. Okay, here's where we're introduced to Paulette Goddard. The I'm just gonna call her. We'll just call her the urchin. Yeah, well, she's the gammon, is what she's called. She's the gammon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're introduced to the gammon. She's playing like a fourteen year. She's playing very young. Yeah. Yeah, she's 26. Right. The actress is 26 years old. Despite the character she's playing, Paulette Goddard is pretty hot. She's it, it's her eyes, man. Like mm-hmm. she's got the most striking her, her eyes personality. ever. She's very bright and energetic. Peter Pan. In, yeah, she's like a sprite. She, yes, I man. She's she's very like and like the one of the early moments where she's cutting the bananas yes. and she puts the knife in her teeth and she's got that oh smile. Oh my god, so great, dude! It's just like it's all it's Peter Pan and all of the Lost Boys thrown into like Absolutely. one character. Absolutely, I love it. I love it. Um. So I said, I said, come on, with that wicked grin and that knife in her teeth and that wide victory stance as yep. she takes a bite off the banana. I have a note here I find because I watched the general. The, I watched the general first, which um, uh, we're going to talk about next. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, my note is that I, I, it's great to see a woman with smarts and agency after the female lead in the general, which is very much the. Uh, woman in distress like I think that movie's 10 years older than save this me one save too. me yeah so I was like because I watched the general and then modern times I think immediately thereafter on right. the same day yeah and I was getting a little bit snoozed out by the general and be like man some of those really did not fucking age well it doesn't. one of them some being of it its treatment of the female characters in it the other being the fact that our hero is a confederate, a confederate soldier, soldier that too <laughs> yeah, um but more like oh my gosh it's nice to see like Ugh. it's nice to see a woman that has like her chutzpah. own chutzpah. Yeah, she's, man. Got, she's her own character. Definitely. And she's right there with Charlie Chaplin and is part of the story, not like the. Did you see how the can you thing not? that you have to like go save? Right. Right. Like, right. Well, and how can you not? Because it's 36. Right. But like, did you see parallels between this and like Marvel one shot Agent Carter? Oh, where, my God. Yes. Because Agent Carter's like this highly competent, super lively, like incredible. She's this. She's incredible. got a chip in her head. Dude, she's got moxie. Yeah, she's like one of the best female characters of our modern era. Yes, she's like this strong, powerful dude. I'll take Agent uh, Carter over Wonder Woman every day of the week. I like Captain Britain or whatever. Like Captain Britain. Did you see the What If? 
Which one? When when Agent Carter gets a super soldier no, serum instead of Captain no. America? Stop. I've only watched. Sorry. No, it's okay. I've only seen like the first three. I watched through the consultant. I'm watching them in timeline order. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because I realized that they had spliced them in. So I went back to the beginning and then you watch Agent Carter and then a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer and then it's the consultant. Right, right, right. So I'm working my way through, but I'll get there. But yeah, she's in this like male dominated world. All these missions are coming in, and they're giving the missions to the dudes. The boys are going out for drinks. Hey, we're all going out for the drinks. Would you? Uh, did you want to uh, polish the reports on my desk right. off and then uh, <laughs> file those? We'll see you in the morning, Peggy. <laughs> and they off they go. And you see that a little bit in this film as well. Very much so. But ex- with the exception of Chaplin's treatment of the character. Absolutely. She totally gives her her own. Like Some of the characters in this movie because she is like she's technically a minor i think at the character that she's playing correct so the state is always trying to get her off the street where are these urchins yeah off the streets and into the workhouse because remember we're not yet to child labor laws in this country how fucking nuts is that in real life not even in the film no the people you're seeing they don't have child labor laws (laughs) right so anyway, they're they're always trying to like snag this this woman, snag this woman off the street, and she and Chaplin, because they're always kind of after after the tramp too. So they watch out for each other in a really cool, like it's a really it's a really egalitarian and and equal footing mm-hmm. that they protect each other on. It's not like, oh, I found this poor street urchin girl, I will protect you. I am a man. The tramp is like. As helpless, more helpless than she is. She becomes like the thing that mm-hmm. saves our dumbass bumbling. She finds idiot. the shack for them to play house in. Yeah, she's man. got like, yeah. In a way, she's like, she becomes the hero. She teaches the tramp every truly valuable lesson that we learn in this. Like when they plop down under the tree to smell the flowers. Mm-hmm. Like that's, she's there for the daydream. She's there. And maybe some of that is Chaplin saying that we need to reach, recapture the childish elements of our own nature. Perhaps. With Tarzan or maybe it's re-engaging with nature as you know that's probably the closer taking the moments and being alive in them and the fact that she's always down to do that to take the downtime to smell the flowers to enjoy the banana or the old piece of bread or the or the roller skate the gigantic piece of bread that they make their sandwich (laughs) with I fucking love that she just cuts like literal bricks that is a brick of bread (laughs) and she's like and here's a one smear of mustard Mm -hmm. and half a smear of mayonnaise enjoy and he's like. I want so movie food is one of those things for me like where I dream about what that thing would taste like like Tron water is one of them like I want to eat the Tron water all the food in spirit I want all the food in spirit away the popcorn that fucking um, Lewis is smelling in Ghostbusters James is giant peach James, right yeah 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 now this is the, this giant fucking brick of bread I want Bang-a-rang. I want that bangerang. Sorry, I as soon as I said it, I'm like, I can't leave that on the table. Nope, bangerang. You want to know what it tastes Absolutely. like, dude? Absolutely. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we, we meet the gammon. She's actually not homeless at this point. Mm -mm. She lives in a house with her father who works at a factory. One of the unemployed is what they refer to him as. He's not a person. One of the the unemployed. unemployed. Well, they often do that. Um, Mm -hmm. so like cured of a nervous breakdown. But without a job, that yes. piece of shit. Yep. Like, and, yep. and Chaplin's not doing it in... He's not doing that because that's what he thinks. He's doing that to make people who will catch it go, oh, that's mm, fucked up. That's kind of gross. Or, yeah. my word, or whatever they said in 1936. <laughs> oh, golly jeepers. Oh. People talk different back then. They sure did. But we don't know because they actually just held they up cards, cards for yeah. what their words were until language was developed. Um, this is 36. This is an important note. The Great Depression... 
is happening yes. right now for seven years. This is the seventh year of That's the Great insane. Depression. This is nuts. This movie was made during the Great Depression. This character has been unemployed during because it's the Great Depression. We get all the factory lay the big factory layoffs. Now this is where it gets. This is where there there are moments in this movie where you're like, this is laughs right. We're we're like this is we're are we joking? Um, outside there's trouble with the unemployed. Uh, the ones we haven't jailed yet for acts of desperation. We mean I wrote down. Yes. Um. So the the, uh, the criminals who are stealing food to survive. Come on. Yeah, dude. Totally. God damn. Um. Chaplin goes to jail for the gammon. Yep. So, because he's Chaplin's been unemployed. He's been trying to go to jail since he got back out in the world because he's <laughs> like. They got food in a bed in there. I kind of like the. I kind of like where he won't. He doesn't want to go back to the factory. He does end up going back to the factory, but just for one day. Yep. And it's hilarious. Um, but he's no longer suited. Oh right, where he gets his. Yeah, where he's, he gets stuck he gets in the, the guy machine. stuck in. He gets he the engineer. Force feed him his food. And it's interesting too because that dude built the machine. Yeah. So any but anyway, we'll get into that. But uh, it, so Chaplin's basically like the the gammon steals. I think bread. Or bananas or something. Yeah, yeah. And Chap she falls down and Chaplin picks up the thing and hides it behind his back, the thing she stole. The cop picks her up and Chaplin's like, No, no, no. Yeah. It was me. I did that. Take me to jail. And the cop's like, Okay. Awesome. Click, click, walks him away, and then fucking nosy Nelly. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. I- oh, fucker. No. He didn't steal it. This little girl did. Whip her, flog her, hang her from the raft. You know, like I hate a narc, dude. Me too. Like, fucking fuck you. Keep your mouth what did shut. That do, what good did that do you or anyone else? You see, okay, if you see a dude running with a gun away from the cops, help the cops. Help, help the you cops. see an unarmed dude running with a loaf of bread, you'd be like, I have no idea where he went. I don't know. I don't. I'm drunk. I'm blind. Uh, yeah. Literally can't see anything or hear anything. Or talk to you, fucking cops. I'm out. And then you yeah. just leave. Stall them and go, man. Always help the people after bread. But someone owned that bread. Shut up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> um, so he does. He goes to jail. Yeah. In jail. I dude, when they put him in the fucking cell with that big fucking meaty murderer guy, he's just he's sitting there and he has a bloody bandage on his hand and he's doing needlepoint. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've got a, I've got a note. Hey, dude, I do cross stitch too. It's so cool. Yeah. You love to see it. You're like, well, you see him first, and you're like, oh fuck, and then you're like, he's working on a little cabin scene. He's working there. on a cabin okay. scene. Home is where the hearts are buried. Oh, oh shit. shit! Like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they they all go to they all go to 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 Chow, and here comes the fuzz, fucking looking for commie cocaine. Um, I can't remember. I wish I could remember what they fucking called it. They call it like his zippy powder, zip powder or, his, or something. Like, yeah, flash his his whippity doo dust. Do I have it written down here somewhere? His his snoodly sneeze. Nose powder. Nose powder is that what they call Smuggled it? Smuggled nose powder is what they called it. Oh my god! And, well, and I say snuggled nose powder, guys. That's a bunch of blow. <laughs> What are you talking about? He's got it's, it's cocaine. It's clearly cocaine. <laughs> Nose powder. Jeez, man, what is it, like like uh, like gold bond for the yeah, suit yeah. or what? But yeah, so this guy, the guy, uh, dumps his little baggie of stuff into the salt shaker to hide it because he's like, all right, okay, now no one's gonna know because I ain't got it. They pick that guy up, drag him out to probably go beat him to death because they think he's a communist drug dealer. Probably less than human, you know. Um, <laughs> Chaplin's performance Cause he's like This food sucks And he grabs Let the salt shaker salt. And I love too As he's like 
poofing it down. It's making this huge cloud in front of his yes. face. And he takes a big bite of his potatoes and he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> This Co- is delicious. Couple more bites and then you see the second My couple. Mouth is all numb. <laughs> I got the gummy nummies. It's the it's the eyes. Yep. It's the like mm-hmm. the eyes just like they're gonna fly out of his out of his head. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then they like you said earlier where they they all right everybody march and they they get the step going by like dong 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 and everybody steps and step in in unison and Chaplin's, Chaplin's just, like on spinnies. He's spinning in a circle. Yeah. He's just like but he's in time still. He's like doon 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 and he's walking spinning. It's like brother, I've been there. Totally. I've, I've tended, I get it. I've tended bar spinning yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would just shake, shake, and shake. I like. I wanted that stirred. Sorry, man. It's all this nose powder. So <laughs> right. this nose powder. Yeah. God damn it. Um. So outside, out, outside of jail, you know, where Ch- Chaplin's tripping out, but outside of jail, I would like to point out. This, so the the actual the name of child labor law that will come into effect in 1938, two years from now, is the FL. S.A., the Fair Labor something something. Mm. I Oh, I'm sorry. The Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938. Um, there are strikes and riots happening, uh, and the the father is killed in a bread line. That is nuts, yeah. dude. Like, there we will later see a lot of... There's There was a point... It was common with dock workers. It's still a kind of common with dock workers in the dock union today, but you, like... Gather everybody gets together at the gate and they're like, All right, today we need eight, and there's like a hundred people there. Yeah, and the first eight through the door get the job. I thought it was going to be that because there's a group of people, but then when you like pan out and the shooting starts and you see the dad dead, you're like, They're not at a factory, where are no. you? They're at a bread line. Yep, this is a great depression soup kitchen, and he's shot waiting for food for his family in this 36 comedy by Charlie Chaplin. Nuts, dude. Yeah. Oh my that god! Could, that took me out for sure. Yeah, there's you're like it's almost like too tragic to like to even laugh, and there there's no jokes built into the scene. No, either. not even a little. So because that FLSA law, the act is two years away. The orphans whose father was killed because he was waiting in the breadline, they get plugged into the factory as cheap labor because they don't have to pay children the same wage as adults. Exactly. Because this and cheap orphanages to house them in. Yeah, dude. Yeah. They weren't even orphanages. They were like work. The, they're called they're, the workhouses. The workhouses. Yeah. 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 Britain had them too. Like Char- yeah, oh, Charlie Chap or Charlie Chaplin. Charles Dickens, Dickens wrote writes about, about them all, all the time. time. And the way that he writes about them, if you guys want a, an idea of what uh, labor was like at this time in history, you can. There's a great novel called The Jungle by Upton Sinclair that is set around this time period, and. It's it's about the same kind of thing too, yeah. dangerous working conditions and things like that, and it's harrowing. But think about that: when this movie was shot, if a factory worker died, his kids would just become more labor at half price to replace. Okay, this cog fell, and now we have three littler cogs. Smaller cogs. We have smaller oh cogs God. that we can plug into. So that guy dying generated more labor. It's almost uh, worth it to. It's an upgrade for the factory. Yeah, very much so. They lost one laborer and gained three. They don't eat as much either. They eat less and you pay them less because they're children. Do you even pay them? Yes, but it's a small, small, small amount. It's You're talking like nickels and dimes. And that's wow. not an exaggeration. You're talking like pennies, nickels, and dimes. So, yeah, man. Like, there was there was a time not that long ago 
where the death less than a hundred years still what still less than a hundred years yeah when we talk about the general it's going to be interesting because it's almost a hundred almost yeah it's yeah, like yeah. within like three of a hundred wild even, man even crazier we'll talk about it next week but that movie is about the civil war some of the people in that movie were alive during the civil war that's how recently the civil war ended you think when you think civil war you're like i don't know like 1790 to 1801 yeah no much later than that dude like brushing right up against the fucking 18th century so or the 20th century the 20th century i went in the wrong direction it's, it happens. It happened in the 1600s before America was even a country. It happened. Cleopatra and Mark Antony. Cleopatra were... was like, for freedom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so little. There's a little moment in here that I wasn't quite. It's a. It's a. Mostly, it's probably just a weird shift in tenor where like this father's been killed and his kids have now become essentially slave labor and that's fucking sad. Now we're gonna cut back to Charlie Chaplin. And he's he his so the chaplain comes in, and it's the minister. The minister's coming into the yes. to the jail, and the minister's wife comes and sits next to him. And it's chaplain and the minister's wife sitting next to each other. My note is, during the depression, stomach gurgle humor was all the rage. <laughs> well, one, it's kind of cool because this is more sound in a silent yeah, yeah, film. Yeah, exactly. He's, we're, he's the the gag is, look, you can hear their stomachs. That's what makes it. That's what makes this moment pop. Yeah, exactly. Is like you never heard a person's stomach gurgle before because there was no sound in a silent film. So Chaplin putting that in there, I'm sure audiences were like, "Whoa, what the f-? magic!" It's like the first time we saw Gollum. We're like, "And you're saying that's a computer?" Right, exactly. You know, it's like, and that's why they play it for so long too. Is like, like check the novelty. Out. The novelty really cool. probably held you, but the, there's a cool, even gimmicky stuff like that or the screen means something to Chaplin because the undercurrent of this is this is a minister's wife and Chaplin is a formerly insane mentally broken ex an unemployed factory worker who's in jail but both their stomachs gurgle yep both of them need liquids to live and both of them are hungry these are just two humans sitting on a bench and he uses this gimmicky sound effect to show that for all of her because she's got the it's exactly yep. that's the pinky out i'm not looking at you you dirty unwashed piece exactly. of shit exactly and he's like well fuck i'm sorry and yet they're tied together by their biology because yep. they're both they're both people our tummies make the same sound when yeah, we man. don't have food in them it's it's clock sheep worker it's yep. that same thing it's chaplain gives you two people both their stomachs are gurgling even though one is rich and and morally high because whatever and he's a fucking criminal they're people dude this is like this is one of the Talk about a movie that can be funny, sad, and inspiring all at the same time. It, I, it's really good. This is a really good movie, man. Um, uh, cool new innovative technology. There's not so much just not so much blah blah blah. What language was that you speak? <laughs> what the language Chaplin speaks at the end of the movie? Oh, oh, that's one of my favorite. Mind bending when we figure out What's, what that's that all is. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chaplin is cut loose again, but he wants to stay. He's free. Fuck. Yeah, he's like, no. <laughs> take me back, take me back, take me back. Because he foils that, that fucking breakout. Yep. He like, Accidentally foils the breakout. Accidentally foils the breakout, and they're like, you are free to go. And he's like, I wish you would have told me Mud- I would have killed a guard. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I would have shanked a bitch. <laughs> yeah, man, I would have... I'd have held that dude. Right. I would have held you for him to kill. <laughs> but they're like, well, too bad. Um, this letter, okay. 
this letter on his way out he's just foiled he's just foiled a breakout and the warden comes over and he's like you've saved the lives of five right. guards I'm going we to, pardon you I'm going do, doesn't I'm going to give you the highest reward I can possibly give a man who has saved the lives of five this letter will help you get work I'll now give you a letter good. of recommendation is what he gives him doesn't give him a job doesn't the, give him a lead. The line. Gives him a letter of recommendation. The line is, this letter will help you to get work. Now make good. Now make good. I just saved the lives of five people, you turd. Yeah, dude. Like, how about... You make good. Here's a pardon. Here's the key to the city. Here's $10,000. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Dude. Make good? Foil. He took down, like, three to four hardened criminals with guns trying to escape a federal prison, and they're like... You know how we're going to... I know how to thank this guy. You can get a job. The thing that yep. the thing that put him... That put him there. Here. Yes. Wild. Um, the shot... Oh, okay. Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes has got to come up because this, the shot where he goes to work at the shipyard... Yes. And he accidentally he knocks, knocks the out thing. the thing and the unfinished Boat launches. Ship, Yes. <laughs> goes into the channel and sinks because it's completely unfinished. And that composite is fucking brilliant. It's good. Man. It looks it's so really good, good, man. I was okay. You can tell it's a composite, but Absolutely. like, but for thirty six, that's a great it composite. Looks awesome. And also, Guy Ritchie did a really good job of recreating the moment. Yep. And when I had ne- I hadn't seen this in so long that I forgot. And as soon as you see it, you're like, holy shit! Yeah. You just want every time I see a filmmaker homage. Not even tip, just very... I don't, yeah, I don't need a big one. I need, like, a, just give me, like, show me where you came from. Exactly. That's what I like about Tarantino, is you you watch Tarantino and you're like, not only is your movie, like, one of the most amazing things I've ever seen, I've seen five other... Sorry, I spit right on you there. Yes, fine. I've seen... You're delicious. Thank you. I've seen five other directors who inspired you. Or when you watch a Jim Jarmusch interview and they're like... What was it like to work on Dead Man with Johnny Depp? And he's like, well, I've always been very inspired by French New Wave cinema from 1963. Right. There's right. Jean-Pierre Melville is one of the most iconic. Cin- he won't talk about himself. Nope. He'll, be, he'll be like, and, and when he does, he's like, they're like, Ghost Dog. Ghost Dog was brilliant. And he goes, the scene where um, Ghost Dog comes up through the drain underneath was actually lifted directly from Jean-Pierre Melville's Le Samurai, where the assassin fires up a drain uh, pipe from the basement to kill the person who's looking down. And Melville's just a giant. That, yeah. I, you give me that in a director, I will watch everything that Every fucking guy makes. Every frame. fucking thing. Yep. Because you get five more directors to watch, and those directors... If it's good enough to inspire Tarantino and Jarmish, it's good, good enough, enough for me. you. Fuck yeah, yep. dude. That's how we discovered Melville, dude. And exactly. tell me that Le Samurai wasn't one of the best movies we've ever watched. I still think about it. All the time. All the dude, time. Dude, the cinematography in the police station, all those tight-ass corners. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, the labyrinth of the police <laughs> yes, station. Dude. Oh, my God. So oh, great. it's beautiful. Um, Okay, shot shot of the boat sliding into the thing. How are we doing? We got to Okay, all right. Um, So we're going to... We're going to... Put a pin in this episode. Wrap things up. I gotta go help Carl dump a TV body. Um, okay. Oh, quick! So, so let's just wrap this up. I'll, I'll tell you what's coming. We'll do any final things that there are, which I don't remember, and then we'll run. Um, I would like to point out though that in Sherlock Holmes, Robert Downey Jr. is the one that sees the boat slide down, and, and he he's the one who Charlie plays Chaplin. Chaplin. So we did talk about a nod, right? Wow! Wow! It's wow. Chap- It's it's Chaplin. 
watching the boat sink again. <laughs> I know. It gives me chills every time I think about it. It's so good. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Um, we are going when we when we come back, we are going to. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking Dust Bowl. Sarah Jessica Parker just has to narc on him. So apparently that happened later. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when we come back, Charlie Chaplin is going to be briefly, I believe, back in jail. He's going to go back to work, back to jail. Yeah. Well, yes. the next thing we see, oh, right. He he tries to go back to jail by going to the restaurant and filling two trays and then not paying for them. Exactly. But so we're gonna, when we come back, we'll hit the second half, the final half of Perfect. modern times. Thank you for bearing with us through a very long conversation about modern but cinema. But I think that this this movie really made for that conversation to happen, and it's and it's relevant. Yeah, like Not only, especially the factory, the assembly yes, line, yes, the like exactly. paint by numbers sort of thing. We're doing the same thing it's, over it's and twi- over yeah, again. Yeah, until yeah, we, yeah. Um, so stay tuned. We'll wrap this up. It's a great movie, and as you, it's sparking some possible, I don't know, maybe it's incendiary, maybe it's not. Maybe it's controversial, maybe it's not. You guys let us know at measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. You can also check us out at patreon.com slash quillinfilm, Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M. Uh, quillinfilmproductions.com is our website. It hasn't been updated in a million years, but if you want to read like journal entries or go directly to where I upload the episodes, yep. if you don't want to go through Spotify or the iTunes. feed is there. Yep, the feed is there. Um, you can also head over to sound. It's on a machine that will force feed you. Yeah, yeah you're gonna get you're gonna get corn in the face, but we'll always stab your lips for oh, you, baby. A little dauber for you. Um, if you if you're into the music that we've been making, stay tuned to SoundCloud, um, Bandcamp. Uh, it's suede rainbow everywhere. Uh, and how can okay? How can you guys help? Um, honestly, the best thing that you can do, the best thing that you can do for us is. Tell people about our show if you like it. Mm-hmm. Share it around when we post links. Share it to your page. We just get more eyeballs on us is always super helpful. Rate and review. I know everyone tells you to do that, and it's such a pain in the dick. And don't do it if you don't want to. But if you want to help us, man, does that help? Sure with, does. With the slave driving algorithm that we're all uh, <laughs> beholden to. I will get better at not criticizing. It's all right the though. That I need to shout out. Keeps us honest. And then yeah, and then uh, so next week we'll wrap up modern times, and then the following episode will be the oldest movie we've ever talked about, The General. Wow, you're right. Yeah, so um, thank you all so much for tuning in, and we'll go out in true silent film fashion. 